Uh, that was one of the best. Now, look at here. It's I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Very well done. Very well done. Well, friends, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, it is truly an honor to be here with you at Asbury Theological Seminary. Um, I, I appreciate uh, my friend Sharice uh, for the invitation. And uh, thank you, Dr. Primeyer and Dr. Gober. I um, am very honored also to share with you at lunch more about the Made of Flourish Network with my colleague, Justin, and I um, hope that you're able to, to stick around and, and, and join us. I uh, began to think about my uh, overlap or intersection with Asbury through the years. I actually uh, grew up with a number of Asbury College graduates I, and, and Asbury Seminary graduates. I grew up a Methodist, right? <laughs> So it's a little predestined to get me over to the Presbyterian <laughs> Church. But um, I really uh, realized that a lot of the mentors of mine had Asbury connections. I visited Wilbur. I even looked at Asbury Theological Seminary when trying to discern where the Lord would have me to, to get my education. And I'll never forget, and maybe y'all do this on this campus, but I was a prospect student, and we were on campus for a 36, 48-hour experience, and we're in that beautiful big chapel, and they had us all sitting on the front row, and the person up front said, uh, we are very grateful and glad to have our visitors here today. Boom! Everybody jumps to their feet in a round of applause. Does anybody know about this? Okay, so it had to have been practiced. <laughs> like, that had to have been uh, prepared, uh, but it, it said, we are so glad you're here in a way that I don't know that I've ever fully experienced again. And uh, that, that was very special. Uh, Maxie Dunham uh, came and preached my camp meeting uh, as a kid. Salem camp meeting east of Atlanta. Good Methodist stomping grounds that we go back to every year and enjoy that. So uh, Asbury's got a rich and a wonderful ministry. Truly an honor to be here today. If you would, uh, join me for a word of prayer. Lord, what we know not, we pray that you would come now and, and teach as only you can. Father, what we have not, we pray that you would give as only you can give. What we are not, Lord, make us and shape us as your Holy Spirit will. And what we do not, Lord, invite us in that winsome, wooing, beautiful way that you, you alone can do. May this word be yours and yours alone. In Christ's name, amen. Ah. Perfect, thank you. Our scripture lesson from Matthew 21, beginning in verse 1. Hear this word of the Lord. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go. Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them, bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what the prophet had spoken. Say to the daughter of Zion, see, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, 
placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd then spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds went ahead of him, and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered into Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth and Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, you and I are nothing but a bunch of donkeys. You and I, ministers in the gospel, and those of you who may have some other role in the gospel ministry, you and I are nothing but a bunch of donkeys. And if you leave here today not hearing a thing, know this. You and I are nothing, nothing, but a bunch of donkeys. Oh my goodness, friends, in ministry, how important that is to always remember and to always know. I love my congregation at First Pres downtown. They love me. Been there a long time. They let me do a lot of stuff I love to do. But, you know, things don't always go so smoothly if for a minute, if for a minute I don't remember that at the end of the day, I'm just a donkey along for the ride with Jesus. You have this amazing moment, like we often have in our services, right? You have this processional where they're coming in to Jerusalem. I go to a church where we have both contemporary and a traditional service. We have these processionals. You grew up at a church with a processional? And we get dressed up in all these funny-looking clothes. As our senior pastor's secretary, who had come from Northland, said when she arrived, Who are the dudes in the black dresses? (laughs) Right? We sit up front on these chairs. If we have too many, sometimes it looks like the Supreme Court has arrived for worship. We have all this pomp and circumstance. Maybe that's a traditional worship service, but even in a contemporary setting, oh, you've got those melodic voices, often with cool haircuts and skinny jeans. And people who are just themselves, but yet sometimes, sometimes it happens with our people, those, those sexuality and spirituality lines get real messy. And we might get a vibe that we may not welcome. Our churches lift us up as spiritual leaders in ways that sometimes goes to our heads. And we forget that at the end of the day, you and I are nothing but a bunch of donkeys. My wife, Jody is an amazing mother uh, of our three beautiful children. And um, for the longest time in our marriage, she used to say, I like to sit up front. Because if I sit up front, then I'm not distracted by everybody that comes for the 1115 and the 1120 service <laughs> rather than the 11 o'clock. She <laughs> likes to be up front so she can zone in and focus. And hey, I get it. That's great. But I noticed for the past six months, she's been sitting in the back. So the other day I said, well, why are you sitting in the back? And she said, well, because I, everybody comes and talks to me as pastor's wife by sitting up front. 
And I just, I just want to disappear a little bit. And I said, love, totally. You disappear all you want. My wife is an introvert. She is not being paid and signed up for this job to be Miss Pastor's wife that teaches from up front, and that's okay. She's an amazing pastor's wife who quietly, humbly feeds half of this town by the meals she takes to new babies and people who've lost someone. She has her gifts and her ministry, but she doesn't lean in to that processional moment as we see here in Matthew 21 that even if we don't ask for it, our congregations sometimes put upon us. Friends, you got to remember and you got to keep close to your heart that at the end of the day, we are nothing. We are nothing but a bunch of donkeys. As ministers of the gospel, we often do, though, as our brother Matthew does here in this passage. Did did you notice? What does he do there in verse 5? In verse 5, he goes back and he quotes from Zechariah. Wow. And, and, And then he even explains it and gives us some context. Ooh, your New Testament professors will be so impressed. Matthew, helping us to connect the old and the new. We do that a lot of times. We help our folks by making all these connections. In fact, Matthew is well known of the four Gospels to be rooted deeply in Judaism as a Jew who is helping, perhaps, as the scholars think, a Palestinian community that had followed after Christ, but yet were confused and help us bridge this gap between what we know from the Old Testament Scriptures to what we're now living in Christ. Help us, Matthew. Help us make that deep connection in the story. And Matthew does it better than anyone with the most Old Testament quotes in any of the Gospels. We do that, don't, don't we? Oh, my goodness, we get up front and we make all these great connections and... Oh, we get praised for it. You're so smart. Where did you go to school again? Oh, can we talk about that school? And, well, you know, they're to the little left of here, and this one's a little right to there, and, and that one's a little bit up there. And, oh, we, 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 we live in this academic, sometimes peacockery, strutting around with those degrees and all that knowledge and insight. Now, the educated ministry is essential to keep our doctrine good and solid to keep our people equipped to grow this beautiful bride that our Lord has entrusted to us. But friends, sometimes we do what our brother Matthews do, but may we never forget at the end of the day, you and I, we are nothing but a bunch of donkeys. No matter the accomplishments, no matter the education, no matter how much you are lauded for that, we are a bunch of donkeys. But did you know what the disciples do? How many disciples are there? Did you catch that? There's two. And the disciples are told very clearly through a very direct series of verbs here in verse 2 and 3. What are those verbs? Go, find, untie, tell, bring. Jesus is being very direct. And what do they do? They go, they find, they untie, they bring, and they tell. Friends, look at verse 6. The disciples went and did as Jesus instructed them. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Obedience. Faithful. Faithful. More than just obedient and faithful. Because as, as any pastor or president or dean or staff leader knows, you can get faithful and obedient. That doesn't mean you're going to get sacrificial. Look there in verse 7. They brought the donkey and colt and placed their cloaks on them. 
sacrificial. Oh, that is a whole nother level of being a good Christian, isn't it? That's a whole nother level of, heck, forget Christianity, just being a good worker, being a good teammate, that you go beyond obedient and faithful and you get to sacrificial. We get lauded for that, don't we? Our congregation loves it when they don't see us in the goofy-looking bow tie and they see us sweating in T-shirts out there helping after Irma. Oh, they love it when they see that you're the last one to leave the building, not the first one who headed out when they started putting up all the chairs. Some of us are so sick and twisted that we go, I need to stick around long enough so the people think that I held clean up, that I was obedient, and more than that, I was sacrificial. Oh, the verbs that happen in ministry. We go, we serve, we preach, we love, we baptize, we institute, we write, we debate, we settle, we counsel, we argue, we declare, we commit, we officiate, we legislate, we show grace, we show mercy, we emote, we play, we enjoy. And we sometimes love that faithfulness, that obedience, and we forget. We forget that at the end of the day, we are nothing but a bunch of donkeys. In verse 9, the crowds went ahead of him and those that followed Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And then in verse 11, this roar builds and the crowds answered the question, who is this? They say, this is case. This is Sharice. This is Hector. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is fill in the blank of how we in gospel ministry can get so caught up in what it is that we do that we forget, friends, that at the end of the day, you and I are nothing but a bunch of donkeys who have been called, who have been privileged, who have been invited and asked to usher in our Savior. And while the narrator may not show it here, the implication is clear. To whom is the crowd looking? Jesus. Not the donkey. Did the donkey have a name? Probably not. These days on farms, not so much. Maybe if you've got a 13-year-old girl who wants to name the donkey, you... We don't get a name for the donkey intentionally because the point is Jesus. So friends, my encouragement to you today is to remember that for all the trappings and all the routines and all the things that we do that feed our ego, that affirm our gifts, that pay our paychecks, that feed our family, that help us to get up and have a reason to do something each and every morning, may we never forget that we are nothing 
but a bunch of donkeys invited for the greatest privilege of the world, in the world, to usher our Savior in to so many amazing places in people's lives and in this world. Would you please pray with me? Father, humble us. Call us out. Help us in those moments when we think we're on top of that donkey. Help us to remember your call to servanthood, your call to humility, but also the privilege and the joy of being right there with our Savior at each step of the way. In Christ's name we pray.